0: All right, guys, welcome back to the Loggy Lot Lock Sports Betting Podcast. It's your boy, and it's a new month, it's November 1st. It is Friday, 2019. Welcome back to the show. It's good to be here. First, right off the bat, I have to apologize for no podcast for the past two days. It's a rare occurrence that that happens, but uh, the day before last, I was uh, super busy, way too busy to record at all. Uh, And then yesterday, today, Thursday, I was super sick and just I couldn't do anything. So my bad. I apologize, but I'm back and better than ever. Secondly, um, I have to... Okay, so I apologize in advance for any sound quality issues, any audio quality issues, any background noise, any volume issues, or any wind, I cannot wait to get to in air Coast as always the studio where it sounds the best and use the best equipment that I have. Um, I have to get some of these thoughts down now. First of all, or third of all, whatever the fuck, the Denver Nuggets should be ashamed of themselves. There is absolutely no excuse for a 15 point loss to the New Orleans Pelicans, okay? This Pelicans team was so fucking bad last year that they were awarded the first pick, the first overall pick in the fucking NBA draft, and that player's not even playing right now. Oh my God. Anything that could have went wrong in that game for Denver went wrong. Everything that could have went well for the Pelicans, it all happened. It all happened. This is a tough loss for me, you guys. Tough loss. Uh, I truly believed, even after the third quarter, that the Denver Nuggets were going to come back in the fourth and just blow out the Pelicans and win by at least four. That's what I believed. I really did. Real quick, who the fuck is Josh Hart, and why did he go one for three, one for three from three-point range, with three points, and why was that three-pointer a fucking absolute dagger? Who the fuck, who the fuck is Lonzo Ball, uh, okay, we know who Lonzo Ball is, but wow. He fucking played great. Eight assists. He distributed the ball well. I mean, was just a great point guard tonight. Drew Holiday, arguably way past his prime. 19 points. 7 for 17. 5 for 9 from deep. I have to say, the Pelicans shot 15 with 33 from deep. 45%. That's ridiculous. 53% from the field. Uh, the Nuggets took uh, 12 more shots than the Pelicans. They made 2 more shots than the Pelicans. The Pelicans won by 15, 122 to 107. How? How does that happen? How the fuck does that happen, you guys? Man. My condolences if you took the over before it could drop down to 224 or better. 225, that hurts. My condolences if you took uh, the under at anything but 229, which is what it opened at, I believe. Uh, wait, let me just make sure. I think it opened at 227, actually. yeah, opened at 227, closed at 224. I saw it as low as 222, 222 and a half-ish. Um, whatever. 225. My condolences to any uh, total betters. That, that's rough. Um, wow. I, I just, I can't fucking believe it. I came Those stats just don't make sense. So I just went over. I watched uh, a recap of the game. Um, and I went over literally every fucking play with a fine-tooth comb in detail. And this game was an awful loss for the Nuggets and a crazy win that should not have happened for the Pelicans. 15 points. 15 points. Literally, in the fucking fourth quarter, every time the Nuggets got within, like, 12. By the way, I did jump on a live uh, live spread of plus 10.5. I thought that was golden. I thought the plus 7.5 that I jumped on earlier was fine. I, I did not see this happening. 36 to 20, 32. You score 32 points in the quarter and get outscored by four by the Pelicans? 41 of 77 from the field, 53%. Nuggets, 43 for 89. They took 12 more shots and made two more. Still lost by 15. How does that happen? The Pelicans, 25 of 32 for 78% from the free throw line. Again, the Nuggets shot a better percentage from the free throw line, but 14 for 16, 87%. Very rarely does a team shoot 87% from the free throw line and 48% from the field with 89 shots getting at least six or seven more possessions than the other team losing by 15 how does that happen how the fuck does that happen 7 or 26 for 26 percent for the nuggets that hurt 15 of 33 15 three pointers by the pelicans wow fucking wow wow the pelicans not to mention had one more turnover than the nuggets still won the game still won the game only rebound to the nuggets by two two a 15-point win, you would think they are rebounding them by fucking 12 to 15. Unbelievable, you guys. Fucking unbelievable. Who is Josh Hart? I know who he is. I'm making a point. Who the fuck is Josh Hart? One for three. 26 minutes. Three points. Five rebounds. One assist. One turnover. Two fouls. Three points. And it was a dagger. Who the fuck is Frank Jackson? Again, I know who he is, you guys. I'm making a fucking point. I follow the NBA closely. 19 minutes. 21 points. 8 of 10 from the field. 4 of 6 from 3. Those are fucking all-star numbers in 19 minutes. What the fuck? Who is Frank Johnson? What is happening? What happened tonight? DJ Redick, two for two, one for one from deep, seven points. You would think fucking Redick would ever have fucking 25. If they won by 15, the Pelican? Oh my God. The Pelican. Man, the Nuggets. Wow. What the fuck, man? That's that's a real better's loss right there, you guys. That's a real better's loss. That's a fucking. It's not a bad beat. It's a fucking weird beat how the fuck did the pelicans in my 15 how did i not hit at least one of the two hedge bets the live bets that i made seven and a half plus seven and a half plus ten and a half every time in the fourth quarter the nuggets got within 12 or 13 and it looked like they were coming back with as much as nine minutes left the fucking nuggets came down and hit back-to-back threes i mean the pelicans came back down and hit back to back threes at one point the nuggets were down 12 with like four minutes left they fucking give up back-to-back threes to go down 18 No, no, I'm sorry. They give up a three to go down. Uh, 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 fifteen. They come down the court. They get a. They shoot an air ball. They get a shot clock violation after getting an offensive rebound. Then Pelicans come down and get a fucking n one and go up by 18. With four minutes left, I still had hope that the 10 and a half at least would cover. Wow, what the fuck, Brandon Ingram, 25 points, 35 minutes, seven for 12, two for three from deep. What the fuck? What the fuck? Okafor, 26 points, 8 for 13. I can live with that. I can live with that. I'll give him. Okafor is a decent player. But even still, 26 points, 8 for 13? Those are all-star fucking Hall of Fame fucking player numbers. What the fuck? Drew Holiday, 19 points, 7 for 17. 5 for 9 from deep. 5 for 9! Holy shit, you guys. Oh my god. Whoa, This was a tough one, guys. This was a tough one. This one hurt my soul. This one made me want to take a couple of days off. This was bad. This was ridiculous. This was ridiculous. Fucking unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. I'm not even going to start to mention the fact that fucking Porter, the fucking eighth or ninth man off the bench, was the leading scorer with 15 points. 5 of 8. 1 for 3 from the deep. 15 points. 20 minutes. He's the leading scorer. Joking, you better fucking pick it up. Six shots, five for six. When do you get him the ball as much as possible? If he's hot like that, five for six. Six shots by one of your best players, arguably your best player, Paul Millsap. Fifteen minutes. Sorry about the crazy. Uh, Paul Millsap, fifteen minutes, ten points, three for eight. Murray, fourteen points, six for fourteen. Harris, nine points, four for 10, 1 for five, and three. You're kidding me? The best player tonight was fucking up the 14.7 points for 10 best player Michael Beasley 3 for 6 from deep 11 points Michael Beasley hit 3 3-pointers tonight and had 11 points total what the fuck what the fuck you would think if the Pelicans pulled off a 15-point win against the De- these Denver Nuggets you would think that Lonzo Ball had 25 you would think Redick had at least 5 3-pointers 6 3-pointers you would think fucking uh, Jesus Christ I-, I can't believe it I can't believe it. Frank Jackson. Let me say this one more time. Frank Jackson. 19 19 minutes. 21 points. 8 for 10 from the field. 4 for 6 from deep. Let those numbers sink in, you guys. 4 for 6 from deep from a guy who does not normally shoot 3-pointers like that. 4 for 6. 19 minutes. 21 points. 19 minutes. 21 points. What the fuck? From a bench player. I get it, guys. The NBA, the talent level between the top-tier teams and the bottom-tier teams is so slim. Anybody could be anybody on every given night. But these stats don't add up. Nuggets, 89 total shots, 43 makes. Pelicans, 77 total shots, 41 makes. If you're keeping track, that's 12 less total shots and two less makes, and they won by 15? Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Couldn't believe it. Couldn't. I cannot believe it still to this day. This is not even taken into account. The fact that Miami might be legit, even though they played Atlanta twice. To beat the same NBA team two two games in a row is tough. Miami has my respect for now. Until they fucking play their next game in like 18 days from now. They don't play again until November 4th or 5th. We'll see what they're made of. Made of for real. Clippers showed me a little something by winning and covering the fucking minus five uh, against the Spurs. I did take the Spurs first half plus two and a half, won that by a half a fucking point. Thank God. Saved me from an awful betting day. Clippers, uh, the Clippers, by the way, are a completely and totally different team with and without Kawhi Leonard. Last night, they lost to the fucking uh, Utah Jazz by 14 points. 96 points. Because they're missing Kawhi. Kawhi tonight, you guys. Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard, you guys. He's so legit. He's so legit. It took me a long time to get on the Kawhi limit. I started coming around after the last postseason. I started really coming around after the, uh, the finals. What he did to Golden State last year, that Golden State team was impressive. Now he switches teams and continues. By the way, Toronto looks like a complete, they're great. They're fucking top four team in the East, for sure. With Kawhi, though, they're a fucking championship team again this year. 100%. The Clippers went from one of the worst to one of the best, if not the best team in the NBA. Why? Because of Kawhi Leonard. Sure, they've got great role players like Lou Williams. Sure, sure, sure. Lou Williams, great player, great six man. He doesn't even fucking start. Patrick Patterson, great player, 0 for 5 tonight. 0 for 5 from three. 0 for 5, 0 for 5 from 3. Patrick Beverly, arguably the second best player on the team, eight points, 3 for 7 fucking uh, Shemet, whatever the fuck his name is. Seven points. 25 minutes. Two for eight. One for seven from deep. Patterson, once again, 18 minutes. Zero points. Patterson, zero points. You would think if the Clippers beat the Spurs by six, you would think Patterson had at least 20, right? Zubak. Six points, two for three. Lou Williams. Arguably the second uh, arguably arguably uh, second or third most important piece of that team. Maybe the second most important piece definitely one of the best six men coming off the bench in the league listen to this 32 minutes off the bench 32 minutes the only player that had the same amount of time as him was Patrick Beverly the only player that had more time than him on the court tonight was of course Kawhi Leonard who had 34 minutes, two minutes more Lou Williams 12 points five for 19 you would think if they beat the Spurs by six this first team is not bad you guys they've looked great this year this is their first loss granted they've only played four games uh, this was the Clippers, I believe, 7th or 8th game already. How does that happen, schedule makers? I don't know. But it did. You know, the Spurs get a little bit of leniency. You know, they've got uh, the best, one of the longest tenured fucking coaches in the league. You know, they get uh, they get some respect and some, like, uh, consideration for that for sure. Um, they have a Marcus Aldridge. Don't forget, you guys. A little bit past his prime for sure. Still a fucking all-star caliber player. Don't forget the Spurs have DeMar DeRozan. Let me say that again. Jamar DeRozan, Top 5 point card in the league. 35 points, 29, 35 minutes, 29 points. 13 with 21. But Marcus Augs had a shit game. Got Rudy Gay coming off the bench. Rudy Gay coming off the bench. Patty Mills coming off the bench. Marco Bellinelli still playing. Still producing. Only 2 points tonight though. Not great. White coming off the bench with 20 points. Boom. Three players only. Three players on the in double digits. One of them was Lou Wayne with 12, so barely in double digits. 32 minutes, 12 points, 19 shots. That's not great. Then you got Harrell, whatever the fuck his name is, with 24 points. 9 for 11, overachieving as the seventh man. Kawhi Leonard, 34 minutes, 38 points. 15 for 32. 2 for 4 from deep. 12 rebounds. Wow four steals. Wow. Kawhi Leonard, legit. 103-97. It's a big win and a big cover by the Clippers. I took the Spurs plus two and a half and I was definitely leaning Spurs tonight on the spread anyway. A little bit surprising that they that they won a covered. Granted, uh, Lyles had a fucking offensive rebound off of a miss. Oh wait, sorry. Uh, Derek White misses two-point jump shot. Uh, Jacob Pullard, whatever the fuck his name is, misses two point putback layup. Gets another offensive rebound. Lyles, second offensive rebound, so a third chance now. And he puts back a two point putback layup with 20 seconds left to make the Clippers cover by a point. Granted, if the Clippers with a little bit of a loss, you Goddamn, the was impressive The fucking nuggets That's going to take me a long time to get over this loss, you guys. I was super fucking confident in that minus three and a half. I was super fucking confident. Even going into the fourth down, whatever the fuck they were going into the fourth. What were they going into the fourth? They were going into the fourth. They it were was, it was down by uh, 11, 86 to 75. Immediately in the fourth quarter, before a minute and a half ran off the clock, it was 5 nothing in the fourth. Mason Paul made drains two free throws and Malik, Be- uh, Malik Beasley, not Mike Beasley. I said Mike Beasley earlier, didn't I? Sorry. Malik Beasley with the three-point jumper to make it 86 to 80, with 11 minutes left. Pelicans call a timeout, and from there, it was a wrap. Six point game, with 11 minutes left, and the Pelicans wound up winning by 15. Holy shit. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 32 points in the fourth quarter, you get outscored by four by the Pelicans. That's literally unbelievable. Crazy. What a fucking insane game. Not to mention the fact that the under looked great, after getting pounded by the experts and the sharps—in quotes—out in Vegas and all the other books around the country, prompting Vegas and the main books to lower the spread. To try to make it over thicker and try to get some more money on the under there to make it look like the over was not going to happen. With the 68-point fourth quarter, to make it go over by—oh my god, you guys! To make it go over 68 i mean, the under was looking great. I didn't take the under. I'm just saying that fucking sucks that sucks huh fucking crazy 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 by the way 72% of the public was on Denver minus three and a half minus four books cleaned up tonight on the Pelicans nobody saw this shit coming only 36% of the public on the plus 148 Pelicans uh, money line huh oh yeah the NBA is not rigged a little bit at all nope not at all first half under 115 and a half the game goes over What the fuck happened? What happened? 108 points in the in the first half. Fucking game goes over. It's 229. (laughs) Oh man, what the fuck? If you had the fucking under, guys. I'm so sorry for you. Holy shit. Wow. Moving on. Wow. That's gonna take. That burns. That burns. I haven't talked for 17 minutes and a half about essentially one topic or one game in a lot of episodes you guys this shit was fucking ridiculous we took Denver in my opinion it was the right pick especially if you hedge them with live that. even if you took dude, I actually I, guess, it's funny, I have a certain amount of credit on one book and uh I had so much uh pending action that I could not even I tried to take uh plus 15 and a half for whatever i had left i I, I thought i had like fucking this is just one book it's a small book that i just joined uh that actually won on last week and still haven't gotten paid i don't think i'm getting paid anyway. it doesn't really matter but um yeah i did take the plus 15 and a half that barely squeaked in by a fucking half point jesus christ jesus christ okay shut up about that fucking that's ridiculous that's so crazy 12 more shots. 12 more shots and they lose by 15. I can see if they lost by 1 or 2. 15. That's fucking crazy. Anyway. Wow. 122 to 107. Huh. Woo. 86 to 80 with 11 minutes left. They lose by 15. To the Pelicans. To the fucking Pelicans. Literally guys, every time they got within like 12... Fucking Okafor makes two point layup, bonds the ball assist. Fucking, they said their a five point swing. Lonza ball assist, Okafor for two. Eight minutes, fifty three seconds left. I'm telling you. Foul on Jokic, end one. He misses the free throw. It doesn't matter. They get the offensive rebound. Fucking offensive rebound on a free throw. No excuse. There's no excuse for that. At that point, Nuggets are only down twelve, with nine minutes, plenty of time in an NBA game, plenty of time. So Okafor, with eight minutes, gets three cents, gets an N1, misses the free throw. Pelicans get an offensive rebound. Brandon Ingram gets a fucking two point shot on the second chance. To go up 98-84. Then Beasley misses two point shot. Okafor defensive rebound. Okafor shooting foul. Draws the foul. Makes ball three to him. 100 to 84 now. Murray misses three point shot. Lonzo ball defensive rebound. Holiday for three. Seven minutes 54 seconds. Nuggets down fucking. 19 at this point. They were just down 12. This is what I'm talking about. This happened three or four times. Nuggets call a timeout. Come out of a timeout. Murray. Turnover. Bad pass. Okafor again steals. Okafor makes two-point layup. 105-84. 21-point lead. Still time. 742 left. I still had hope at this point. Jokic misses three-point shot. Pelicans defensive rebound. Okafor. Turnover. Offensive charge. Porter misses two-point jump shot. Okafor. Defensive rebound. Okafor. Foul by fucking Plumlee. Makes one of two. Plumlee defensive rebound. Plumlee makes a 106 One hundred six eighty six. Down twenty. Still have hope. Still have hope. Morris then comes down after a missed shot by Drew Holiday. Nails a three. One hundred six eighty nine. Now, now I got hope. We're down seventeen. We're fucking six minutes and a half left. Six minutes twenty three seconds to be exact left. In the NBA, it's not a lot of points. Eighteen points not a lot in the NBA. Eighteen points or seventeen points actually. I'm sorry. 106.89. 17 points in the NBA is like fucking,
1: uh,
0: I don't know, one point in high school and like five points in college. Literally. Pelicans call a timeout after that three. Good timeout, by the way. Great coaching there. Pelicans come out of the timeout. Fumley, another foul on Ingram this time. Ingram nails both free throws. 108.89 now. Beasley misses two point layup with 5.40 left. Porter, offensive rebound. Gets the putback. Down 17. Still got a little bit of hope. Makes it Fumley. Fouls again. Frank Jackson this time. Huh. Frank Jackson misses the first free throw. Hits the second one. 109.91. I I I was. I said I was going to start talking about I can't. I can't. Morris makes two-point layup. 109.93. Five minutes left. Still hope. Five minutes is a long time in the NBA. 16 points. Not a lot. Still thinking we're at least going to cover the plus 10.5, right? Hopefully going to cover the plus 7.5 most likely, right? Maybe even tie it up and push it to overtime to win, cover the fucking former, obviously. Not to be. Ingram comes down after that fucking two-point layup and nails the it, three. It's fucking 19 points. Now I'm starting to lose faith. But with four minutes and 50 seconds left, BC comes down and hits the three. 112.96. Now, if we don't come back, if we don't start now, it's down 16, it's over, right? Morris comes down and hits a dagger two-point jumper. 17-foot jumper. 114.98. I'm sorry. More, I'm sorry. What happened was, Lonzo Ball hit a fucking layup after that Beasley three. Within eight seconds, Morris comes down and makes it 16 points again. 114 on the eight. Frank Jazz comes down, misses the three. Listen to this. Pelicans, offensive rebound. Beasley, personal foul. Loose ball foul. Okafor draw, draws the foul. Okafor misses the first free throw. Still hope, right? Nails the second free throw. 115.98. 17 points. Still a little bit of hope, at least for the 10 and a half, right? Still, it's only 10 points for the 7 and a half, right? Still got a lot of hope. Listen to this shit. Londo Ball blocks Morris's two-point layup. What? What? Nuggets get the ball back. Offensive rebound. Beasley misses a fucking six-footer. Nuggets get another offensive rebound. Because the air ball is a shot clock violation. Okafor comes down, misses a two-point turnaround hook shot. Porter with the rebound. Porter comes down and drains a three. Now we're down 14 with three minutes and 14 seconds left. Definitely still hope for the 10.5. Definitely still hope for the 7.5. Still even a long shot hope for the fucking tie overtime game, right? Right? Fucking Okafor comes down again. Okafor was a killer in the fourth. Makes a two point dump. It's 117, 101. Now we're kind of out of it unless we start hitting threes, right? easy comes down, hits a two point layup. They're down 14, 117, 103. 10.5 is definitely still doable, right? Holiday comes down and fucking a dagger after fucking... Oh, my God. After getting the shot clock down to fucking three. Drives in with almost no defense and just gets a wide open layup. Then Okafor gets a steal with two minutes, 14 seconds left. Holiday misses three. Josh Hart, offensive rebound, gets another fucking 15 seconds off the clock. Josh Hart turnover. Nuggets, 15 seconds timeout. Now, they call this timeout with a minute, and 15 seconds left down, sixteen. All I'm hoping for here is to cover the fucking 10-and-a-half hedge, hoping for the seven and a half cover, miraculously, right? Florida comes down, hits a two-point jump shot. They're down fucking, uh, 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 they're down 119-105 now. They're down 14. It's down 14? Just need four points? Just need four points? Oh, man. And this is where it gets bad. Pelicans come down, miss a three with a minute and a half left. Vanderbilt, who's that? Gets a rebound for the Nuggets. Fucking Hernan Gomez, who I can't believe he is still in the fucking league, missed the three. Josh Hart, who's that, with the off, with a 3 rebound, and fucking Nicolo Melli makes a three. 122, 105, and that's it. A minute left. Phew. Porter comes down and hits a meaningless fucking three to tease you a little bit to lose my fucking. Oh my god! They, actually, it was a three. It was a two. Then got overturned to a three. Then they looked at it again. It was only a two. So. 122-107. That's your final score. 15 points. Brutal fourth quarter. Brutal. Okafor. Absolutely a killer in the fourth. Absolutely a killer in the fourth. Okafor. Uh, 14 points in the fourth quarter. Huh. Five and five. Four for eight from the free throw line. Four rebounds. Four of his five rebounds in the fourth. Huh. When did he become a clutch player? Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry, you guys. Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. Then the NFL game. Oh, this is great, right? Yes, San Francisco. I had the minus six and a half first half, but I also had the minus nine and a half. And then I took two alt lines, took some long shots, minus 14, minus 16. I'm looking golden, right? Huh. 21 7 at the half. San Francisco up 14. By the way, I had the under 16 and a half for Arizona as well. 21 14. At the end of the third, it's 28 14. Still a 14 points. Looking good. We're at least going to get a push on the 14. Probably they'll kick a field goal and, and cover the 14, 16, and nine and a half. But it's good they got outscored in the fourth quarter by Arizona, 11 and nothing, including a two-point conversion. Fucking Kenan Drake balled the fuck out, 110 yards rushing, 52 yards receiving, rushing touchdown. Whew. Emmanuel Sanders and Greg Kittle did exactly what they had to do. Each had a touchdown. 112 yards for Sanders. Amazing pickup by them, by the way. I'll talk about that later. 79 yards by Kittle. That's all you can ask of them. What else can you ask? Fucking Coleman was non-existent. 12 rushes for 23 yards. Rita did his thing. 15 carries, 78 yards. With a long of 31. Kyler Murray ball down in the second half. Listen to this shit, you guys. I never take prop bets. But I'm just I'm having such a good week. I said, fuck it. I took like two units worth of fucking prop bets. The only one I fucking hit, it's incredible. And the way I lost is, listen to this shit. The only one I won was Greg Kittle over long, uh, longest reception over 20 and a half yards, as long as it was 31, or 30, something like that. Uh, let me give you the exact, 30 yards. So I hit that in like the first quarter. Could have sworn I took to score a touchdown over a half too, but, or score a touchdown like plus 140 or some shit. Never took it for some reason. That's cool. Well, listen to this shit. I had Kyler Murray to throw an interception. Uh, I didn't watch the game yet. I'm going to watch it when I get home or when I get to TV. Whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. But my boy said, uh, I think in the second quarter, uh, the 49ers had a fucking pick six that they just dropped. So that's one prop. Kyler Murray to throw a deception. And another prop, small bet, but at plus 215, I took uh, a defense with special teams touchdown. Both of those props could have won there and wound up losing with a dropped pick six. Okay, listen to this shit. I had Kyler Murray. Ha, <laughs> Kyler Murray, longest pass uh, completion. Under 37 and a half yards. Looks good. Looks good until he throws an 85-yard touchdown. I gotta watch the game. I- I'm really hoping that wasn't like a two-yard fucking screen pass that got ran for 85, 88 yards or whatever the fuck. So, that gets toasted right there in one play. Longest reception, which definitely looks, but then I had. <laughs> <laughs> I had under Kyler Murray 208.5 passing yards. He finished with 241. Do the math: 241 minus 88. Yeah, that pass killed two more profits. One pass, two plays lost four profits. Granted, I shouldn't be making profits because they're sucker bets, and I know this. I usually only make two or three in the Super Bowl just because it's fun to watch with friends. I'm up so much this week. I said, "Fuck it," and now I regret it. I regret it as soon as I made it. I'm like, "This is gonna turn out bad," and it turned out the worst it could possibly have turned out. I also had Coleman over 68 and a half yards. Funny part is, I was I was trying to choose between Coleman and Drake. Drake's was like 41 and a half, but with Drake being so new, only being on the team for like two days, I thought the stronger pick would be Coleman. Huh, I was super wrong. Drake, 110 yards. Coleman, 23. Huh. Huh. Oh, man, you guys. The Kyler Murray ones get me. The Kyler Murray ones get me. And then the defensive and Kyler Murray to throw interception both really get me, too. Fucking hey, you guys. <laughs> the only prop that I hit was Kittle over this <laughs> long pass, 20 and a half yards. Whatever. San Francisco, uh, going into the fourth is up 28 to 14. They lose the fourth up, and they win by three. So going into the fourth, as late as the fourth, everything looked good. Everything looked good. All I needed was a field goal. All I needed was San Francisco to throw, out, throw them in the fourth by three and hit everything. At least a tie in the fourth. At least. I hit everything except the alt line minus 16, which is a tiny bet anyway, at like plus 188 or some shit. Wow. 11 nothing in Arizona. Oh my goodness. Unbelievable. Fucking 88 yards. One reception for Isabella. One. One reception for A. Isabella. I don't know who that is, to be honest. With you. One reception, one target, 88 yards, one touchdown. What the fuck happened tonight, you guys? I've been betting for a long time. While wow, these might not be bad beats in quotes, they fucking sucked and shouldn't have happened. I made the right picks, 100%. What are you gonna do? This shit happens when you bet. Oh my god, so frustrated. Sure not to mention, I tailed my boy, which is fine, it happens, but I also tailed Tim Baylor. He said uh, minus 18 and a half was golden. I bought it down from 18, I saw at 18 on my book for so minus 17 fucking baylor goes uh to the second half seven nothing west virginia look they couldn't do shit they wind up winning by 3 17 14. i'm done busy sorry about the garbage truck right next week you know that happens i'm taking a walk it's fucking 2 245 in the morning i can't sleep i've been sleeping all day because i'm sick but i had to get on wax as they say as the kids say and fucking record this shit because wow what a fucking this was the worst night i could remember I only lost 8.8 units, fucking winning literally three bets, one of them being a small prop bet, one of them being the first first half, and one of them being, um, 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 uh, oh, uh, 49 first half minus six and a half. Everything else I lost. Everything. That never happens to you guys. It's the worst night. Granted, I'm still up on the fucking week, like, 26 units. So it's fine. So 8.8 units is a bad loss. But at the same time, I'd like to have those 8.8 units back. At least, at least the fucking two units on the prop bed. And at least the two long shot alt lines that I took for the 49, 14, and 16. I'll take the minus 9.5 loss. It's a bad bet. I should know better. Even though it looks good going into the fucking fourth, I can take that one. I really can't take the Denver loss, but I'll take that. But I can't take the plus 10.5 or plus 7.5 live best loss. I can't take those two. I just can't. I also lost Denver first half minus one and a half. I can't believe what happened in the Denver game. I can't get over that shit. I kind of want to take the weekend off, but I want those 8.8 back.
1: I'm up 26 units.
0: My goal is 15 every week, so 26 is fine. I'm going to risk 11 units this, Sunday, this Saturday and Sunday on uh, college football, NFL football. Try to get those 8.8 back at least. Worst that can possibly happen is I hit my goal and there's just no way I'm gonna lose all 11 units worth of bets, it's not gonna happen. 11 units is like fucking 15 bets because a couple will be half unit bets, a few will be one unit bets. I'm not gonna go 0 oh, for fucking 15, it's not happening. Worst I can see happen is going like five, six maybe for like a loss of like 1.3 units or whatever the fuck. To bring my total, it'll be to like, I don't know, two. 23, 24, something. That's fine. I'll take it. But fuck, what a bad day. Oh, I was so confident in the Denver Nuggets pick. It's the only pick I made pregame for the full game pick. I thought that was... I, I No way the Pelicans going to win. No way. Very little chance that the fucking Denver Nuggets would not fucking cover the 3.5. I bought it a 4 to minus 3.5. Man, when they were down 6.86 to 80 in the fourth quarter if you would have told me at that point when it was 5-0 in the fourth quarter with 11 minutes left that they would score 32 points and lose by 15 in the fourth quarter and be outscored by four scoring I would not believe you I'd smack the shit out of you and I'd also bet against that I put all 26 units on them up right now I put that all that you were wrong on that unbelievable fucking Pelicans Zion Zionless Pelicans not that Zion would have made any difference I'm very low on Zion Pelicans fucking Pelicans. Fucking Pelicans, you guys. I'm going to shut up very shortly, but the fucking Pelicans beat the Nuggets by 15 tonight. Wow. Pelicans, 86-80 with 11 minutes left. Nuggets scored 32 points in the fourth. Get outscored by 4, 36-32, and lose by 15. Oh my god, that's probably the least likely outcome that ever would have happened. Nine out of ten times, that's not happening. Unfucking believable. Unfucking believable. I'm just looking for something here and I'll shut up about this. Fucking Pelicans. Pelicans. One and four now on the year. One and four. Their one win is over a fucking very good, probably top four at least in the West Team by 15. Everybody played for Denver. Can't say anybody was out for them. You can argue the Pelicans' best player is out. And they win by 15. Wow. The only thing that would have made that crazier if it was in Denver. That's the only thing that would have made it crazy if it was a road win by 15. Wow. Pelicans, before this game, were fucking 0-4. 0-4. Or 0-3. They either, they're either 1-4 now or 1-3. I think they're 1-4. So they lost to the fucking... Oh my god, you guys. They were favored by two and a half over Golden State at home. They lost to this Golden State team by 11. Pathetic. They lost to the Rockets. Understandable, they only lost by three. What the fuck? They lost to Dallas. And Granted, they played three very good teams. They played Toronto, Dallas, the Rockets, and the Warriors. How the fuck did they lose to the Warriors by 11 and beat the Nuggets by 15? How does that happen? It doesn't. It only happens when you bet against them, and you have my fucking luck. That's the only time that happens. Unbelievable. I can't believe it. I cannot believe that. That game is so incredible. That game is so incredibly unbelievable, the results and the stats. If you watch that game closely, especially the fourth quarter, it's unbelievable. But if you watch the full game closely, play by play, and you really watch it, it's fucking unreal. How many more shots the Nuggets took that they fucking made two more free field goals than the other team in the team? That's unbelievable. It's fucking unbelievable. I haven't seen that maybe ever. I'm sure I have, but I don't remember. That's for sure. That's fucking brutal. Brutal. Might not be a bad beat, but it's a shitty beat for sure. Denver three and one, by the way. Huh. Three and one. They were oh no no. Uh the three and two now, sorry. Granted, they didn't play anybody great. They beat a very good uh, overachieving Suns team by one. They were favored by 12. By the way, they're one and four against, or one and three against the spread now. Not great. They beat a fucking very good Kings team that just absolutely looks way worse than anybody could have expected. One on 194 they beat. Then they lose to Dallas by three. They lose to the Pelicans by 15. Denver might be an imposter. Denver might not be for real. And their next game doesn't get an easy play. Phillies, next. Philly next year, or in, in two days. They play Philly on the third. Uh, oh no, on the eighth. So they probably have a game before that. But they do have Philly coming up. That's not good. That's not good. Philly's going to smoke them. I can't wait to see the fucking spread with them beat out on that. Anyway, okay, I'm done. I'm done missing. Here comes the picks, guys. Enjoy. And I'm going to be quick to pick. I realize it's almost 40 minutes in. I realize that. I'm sorry. I couldn't stop talking about the Denver game. Fucking unbelievable. Terrible add on top of that San Francisco. Huh. Unbelievable. Have a good day, guys. Enjoy the picks. Enjoy the rest of the show. I'll be quick at the picks. I'll give you some reasoning behind them. No, I don't have many for you. Another reason I did a long one. And then tomorrow, Saturday, I welcome back my favorite guest, my only guest so far, Matt at Jersey Betting to talk to the college football picks. Have a great day, guys. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the games. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Have a great one. Peace. I'm sorry, you guys. I gotta jump back on real quick right before the picks get started. I gotta, furthermore, make my point here because I don't think you're getting it. <laughs> wow, I'm just I'm not over the Denver loss yet. 15 points, 15 points. Listen to this shit. Here, here's just a, a couple more stats for you. Just, I'm not gonna go for longer than five minutes. I promise you. I have. Yeah, you have to hear this shit. You have to. You just have to. Who? Are you ready? Okay. So, like I said earlier, Denver attempted. 11 more shots than the Pelicans. Uh, 12 more. 89 to 77. And made two more than the Pelicans. 43 to 41. They lost them by 15. It doesn't add up. I know what you're going to say. They fouled too much. Listen to this. Oh, by the way, for comparison, again, once again, Nuggets, 12 more shots, two more makes. Ready? This is what should happen if that happens. Clippers, 11 more shots than the Spurs. Three more makes. They win by six. That's what should happen. Even, okay, I know what you're going to say. They probably shot a better percent. No, wrong. Clippers, 42%. Spurs, 45%. Clippers win by fucking six. Listen, listen closely. Denver, 48%. Pelicans, 53%. Lose by 15 Okay, yeah, sure. Pelicans shot 5% better. They should not have won by 15. Spurs, shoot, 3% better. Lose by 6. Not win by 15. 21 point difference. Okay, maybe. I can see the Pelicans losing, like I said, one by 1 to 2, maybe 3. 15 points? Nope. Nope. They should have lost by 6. Oh, what the fuck? I know what you're going to say. Look at the fouls. Okay, fine. Listen to this. Spurs, 28 fouls. Clippers, 23. That's five less if you can't do math. Nuggets, 24 fouls. Pelicans, 21. Nuggets fouled only three more times. However, they had 24 fouls. The Pelicans had 21. However, the Pelicans attempted 32 free throws to Denver's 16. That's 16 more free throws on three less fouls. No, that's 16 more free throws on three more fouls. Or whatever the fuck. No, wait. So, yeah, yeah. Denver had 24 fouls. Pelicans had 21. That's three more fouls for the Nuggets. You would think that the Nuggets would attempt more or at least equal to the Pelicans, right? Nope. 16 less free throws. I know what you're probably thinking. Oh, just for comparison, the Clippers. Spurs, 28 fouls. Clippers, 23. That's five more fouls for the Spurs. They each attempted 27 free throws. The same amount. That's what should happen. Not 16 more free throws for the other team. I know what you're thinking. Pelicans probably shot a better percent. Nope. Pelicans, 78% from the free throw line. Nuggets, 87%. 14 for, eight, 14 for uh, 16. They missed two free throws for the Nuggets. Pelicans missed four. Not too bad. No, I'm sorry. They missed 7. 25 for 32. You attempt 32 free throws 16 more than the other team. Yet you only get fouled 3 more times. How does that happen? That's just that's insane. It's not going to happen often, if ever. I'm not saying the refs are cooking anything. I'm just saying that's a lot of I, I don't know. How do you explain that? I guess some of the Nuggets non-shooting fouls were fucking I don't know. How do you explain that? They can't have been over the limit for longer. Or more often. I mean I guess they could have they could have had like fucking twenty two fouls but or twenty four fouls total, but I guess they could have fucking had, you know, twenty two of them, I guess, in the first and third quarters and been in the fucking bonus. I gotta look over the film again. Been in the bonus the entire second and fourth quarters. So the only thing I can explain that. That's crazy. That's fucking insane. Clippers and Spurs Clippers vs. Spurs and Nuggets vs. Pelicans, very similar stats. 21-point difference. The only argument I have for the Pelicans that I could think of is they made 15 three-pointers. They did shoot 45% from Banyard, which isn't bad. But the Nuggets did make seven threes. That's not a bad total. It's not terrible. They only shot 28%, which is not great. Pelicans took fucking seven more threes and made eight more threes. That was the difference in this game. 15 points, though? This this fucking shit just doesn't add up. Oh, that's a tough loss. That's a tough loss, you guys. Tough loss. Clippers. Same amount of rebounds as the Spurs. Pelicans. Two more rebounds than the Nuggets. 15 points, though? Hmm. 29 assists for the Pelicans. 22 assists for the Nuggets. Whew. 16 each for the Spurs and the Clippers. Turnovers. Spurs, 16. Clippers, 11. That's a big difference. Turnovers. 14 for the Nuggets. 16 for the Pelicans. Pelicans had two more turnovers than the fucking Nuggets. 1 by 15. Did I say that? 7 steals to 5 steals. Pelicans. 7 steals. 2 more than 5 for the Pelicans. Still shot 12 less shots. 1 by 15. What the fuck? Same thing, Clippers and Spurs. Clippers eight steals, Spurs six steals. That's two more steals. Clippers one by six. That's what should happen. Blocks don't really matter, but uh, fucking five blocks for the Spurs. Sorry about the win. Five blocks for the Spurs. One for the Clippers. Clippers one by six. Three blocks to four for the Nuggets and the Pelicans. Pelicans one by fifteen. I say that, yeah. Pelicans one by fifteen. Twenty four fouls to twenty one, but they shot sixteen more free throws. God damn, I have to go, like, I have to look back on the stats since I've been keeping up since 98 and see how many times that happened. How many times have a team <clears throat> committed three or less more fouls than the other team, but shot 16 or more free throws? What the fuck? What the fuck? Long story short, the Pelicans had uh, 11 more points from the line, which is fine. That could be made up for by the fucking two extra field goals that the fucking Nuggets made. The difference was, essentially, 15 three-pointers made to seven. But if you do the math, three times eight, which is how many more fucking three-pointers the Pelicans had, that's 24 points. But uh, 15 points, were That's so fucking crazy. Just to reiterate one more time. Just to reiterate. First of all, the Nuggets made 43 field goals in a game. That's a fucking lot. That's a lot. To give you an idea, 43. The Clippers only made 39. That's four less. Four less. (laughs) They fucking scored uh, four less points than the Nuggets. The Clippers scored four less points than the Nuggets and lost by 15. The, The Clippers won by six over the Spurs. Who are arguably a solid fucking playoff team in the Western Conference. Even this year, with everybody past their fucking prime. Oh, my God. It's fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. Also, I don't know if I mentioned this. The Spurs did still make more three-pointers than the Clippers. Granted, it was only two. So the fucking Nuggets and Pelicans eight. Granted, that's fine. Sure. I understand. I get it. But the Clippers still won by six. Nuggets lost by 15. Honestly, you guys, I can see the Nuggets losing this game by 1-3. to three, Maximum 4 points, but 15 points. How does this happen? This was such a rare fucking occurrence. I, I, I can't remember the last time i seen this. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just trying to say, if you pick the Denver Nuggets, minus 3.5, it's not a bad beat, but it's a tough loss for sure. But if you did like I did, and you took them live plus 7.5, plus 10.5 to hedge, and with 11 minutes left, the fucking Nuggets were only down 6, winning the fucking fourth quarter five to nothing and while i losing 36 to 32 in the fourth by 15 points in the game oh. fuck you guys
1: all right you guys i'm back with the pick portion of the show one thing right off the bat a couple things right off the bat from jump street as the kids would say <laughs> by the way i find language and uh slang especially regional specific slang like There's definitely, like, California-specific slang, West Coast-specific slang, definitely New York City and Northern New Jersey-specific slang. I don't know if anybody says from Jump Street anymore, but I don't know why that just came to my head, but it did. Uh, I'll talk about slang for a couple seconds. Uh, One of the things I've noticed that the kids are saying, uh, I take care of my two little nephews here and there, one's 15, one's 7 or 8, I don't know, 15 and 8, yeah. And uh, I hear them saying a lot, low-key. And I'm sure you guys know if you're under fucking 22, you probably know what the hell I'm talking about. But uh, like low-key is basically like uh, on the low or like it has a couple different meanings. So you could say like, uh, oh, she's low-key angry at me or they're low-key dating or whatever. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> another one that I just want to bring up real quick, there's a ton of them in New York City. There's stuff that people say in New York City that they only say in New York City. Baltimore has that a lot, too. Uh, Baltimore especially But New York City big time Uh, I'm not going to go into all of them You could google it or black wikipedia Or whatever the fuck it is online Uh, But one of them that I realized that has become nationwide That definitely 100% started in New York City Is Keep It 100 That shit's become hella popular Hella popular Nobody says hella anymore But uh, Keep It 100 has become like a a nationwide Mainstream thing to say And you know what it means means, It means keep it truthful Keep it 100 That started in New York 100% Anyway (laughs) There's a lot of that uh, the other thing I want to say for sure is the audio quality is going to be significantly different uh, in this portion of the show. Uh, I'm able to record in my studio for this part. I'm using the good mic. There should be less to no minimum background noise in the back. Uh, the, uh, I'm sorry if you, the volume is different. You probably have to lower <coughs> your volume a little bit on your phone, your earphones, or your Alexa, whatever the hell you listen I noticed a couple of guys listened on Alexa, by the way. Yes, I get all those detailed stats, which is kind of cool. But anyway... Uh, Sorry if they lower the volume or there's any kind of issues with the volume, but it should be better now. Anyway, also, I want to apologize for going so long. Went like 50 minutes on essentially bitching about Denver and the Pelicans game. But that game just makes no sense to me. I'm not going to get back into it again. The San Francisco Laws hurt. Uh, I went into that a lot. So I apologize if I talk too much about it, but I had to get that out. Then I had to come back on and talk about how similar the Clippers and Spurs stats were. However, the outcome was significantly different. 21 point difference. So... Whatever. The only difference in those two games is the three-pointers. Uh, the Pelicans made seven more three-pointers while the Spurs and the Clippers tied. They each hit the same amount of three-pointers. But whatever. That was the difference in that game, essentially. Anyway, with all that being said, let's get right into the picks because I know that's what you guys are for. Oh, I do want to talk about one thing. Uh, so, <clears throat> I just, uh, I stay with my grandpa right now for several different reasons that I'm not going to get into. A couple of you guys know, a couple of you Big supporters and guys that I talk to a lot that are like loyal listeners of the podcast for a long time now. You guys know what I'm dealing with right now. But anyway, I stay with my grandpa here and there probably like five out of seven days of the week. I do have my own place, but I stay here for a few different reasons. Um, But uh, this is the mailing address that I use and I just checked the mail from today. And, uh, I got a nice little surprise. A little check from FanDuel paying out my, uh, Washington Nationals future, which FanDuel likes to take their time. Unless you get paid out by PayPal, which takes one to three days, according to them. Usually takes about one to three days, according to them, and usually that's what it takes. Um... They're very slow on payouts, which is fine, whatever. A lot of books are like that, but whatever. They're quick to take your money and slow to pay it out, but whatever. But I did receive my check. Uh, I took the Nationals, if you don't know, uh, preseason at 24 to 1 plus 2400 to win the World Series. Um, I also had the Astros, so I couldn't lose. Uh, I also had the Yankees and Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, so, yeah, three of the last four teams I had. And then the Washington Nationals won, which was the best outcome for me. Um, at 24 to 1 i got them so i took him for one unit it was definitely i just want to say it's one of my best bets of this of the year probably uh it's definitely one of the longest if not the longest odds i've hit i think it's the longest odds i've hit i might have hit a 2400 I, I can't remember or 2600 this was 24 this was 24 to 1 sorry if i said 22 to 1 i meant 24 to 1 it was 22 to 1 at one point but fanduel it was 22 to 1 but fanduel gave me an extra fucking uh, Two to one or extra plus 200 uh, to take them preseason before the season began, and then as the season began, like the first month or so, it was 22 to one. Anyway, I got them at 24 to one. I put one unit on each of those guys, so it returned 24 units. Um, so I risked four units to win a whole bunch. I won 24, so I won 20 units total. It was nice to just get that checked. I just wanted to say that FanDuel does pay out, obviously, they're a legit book. Um, so that was nice. Uh, the other thing I want to say is, uh, after I got that, I looked up. Uh, what the World Series odds were to the, for the Nationals to win preseason on, on all the other books. It was essentially from 21 and 25. Uh, but I came across this quick article. And what, it's this guy. His name is... Uh, what's his name? I got. I want to get his name right real quick. Uh, you might have heard of him. I've, I think I've heard of him before. But whatever. Jim Mattress Mac McInvale. Uh, he's a Houston furniture store owner. Uh, who basically... He did a uh, season-long promotion where... If you bought a mattress uh, for $3,000 or more during the season long promotion, uh, you get a full refund if the Astros win the World Series. So basically, uh, if you did the math, he was on the hook for about $20 million in refunds if the fucking Astros won. So what he did was actually pretty fucking smart. He put $12 million, he risked $12 million on the Astros to win the series uh, to return about $22 million. Uh, so the worst thing that could happen was the Astros lose. And he lose $12 million. The worst thing that could have happened is if he didn't make those bets, he would have had to pay out 20 million of refunds. So the absolute best possible outcome for him was um the Astros did win and he won that 22 million. Uh and he actually made twenty two million after fucking paying out the twenty million. Long story short, as opposed to losing twenty million when the Astros lost, he lost twelve million uh from the bets. So whatever. He basically hedged his refunds, which is with bets, which is pretty fucking cool, I thought um but yeah anyway by the way the books cleaned up on this world series uh five out of the seven games had uh triple digit uh six figure fucking bets on the astros uh two out of the five games had six figure bets on the Nats. for example uh on game six um just for william hill alone on the new jersey app not vegas as well just on the new jersey app not even in person Just on the app Uh, They took one bet on the Astros at minus 172 For 860,000 to win 500,000 But they also took a bet on the Nationals At plus 161 uh, Risking 215k to win 355,000 It's nice to run a book Especially if it's legit Uh, You have to pay taxes if you're legit But other than that, there's really no downside so you know, you take an eight hundred thousand to win five hundred thousand, uh, and a, the worst that can possibly happen in that situation is the book loses fucking two hundred and what is it eighty two hundred eighty five thousand dollars on one game. But with the other action on that game, you'll probably break even or win money anyway as a book. Uh, but the best thing happened for them on Game 6 anyway, and I'm sure it happened Game 7 a lot too, probably more on Game 7, I have to do the research, but, you know, the 860000 to win 500000 they collected 860000 had to pay out 355000 and the book profited 345 grand or 445, 000, whatever the fuck, a lot, almost a half a million dollars on one bet, two bets, anyway, let's get to the picks, I talked enough, plenty, way too much, I apologize for that, it's already 8 minutes in, Jesus Christ, I can talk my ass off, so tomorrow in the NBA, Lions just came out. So, first off, I got to go with the Bucks. Bucks are minus 4.5 currently at Orlando. Orlando is legit, but the Bucks look like they, uh, I think, after that Boston loss, they bounced back. Um, what worries me is the only really decent team, I'm not even going to say good team yet, is the Rockets that they played and beat by 6, 117, and 111. They lost to the Miami Heat, who are starting to look more and more legit daily, and they lost to the Boston uh, Celtics, who are definitely legit. And they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers by fucking 17. Uh, Orlando uh, doesn't really have a marquee win, but they also beat Cleveland, but they beat them by 9. They lost to Atlanta, they lost to Toronto, and they beat the Knicks by 12. Um, So, I like Milwaukee here. It's just a lean. All these are pretty much leans unless I say otherwise, so Milwaukee minus 4.5. Cleveland at Indiana, I don't really know which way to go here, but I gotta go Cleveland. It's a strong lean. I'm probably gonna take this bet eventually, plus 7.5. In Indiana, Indiana has looked terrible. Cleveland showed me something the other night against the Bulls. Uh, Cleveland lost to the Bucks by 17. They already beat the Pacers by 11. Um, that was in Cleveland. Uh, now they're in Indiana, so they already won by 11. Uh, they're plus six and a half, seven and a half dogs. I don't know how you don't take them there. They were plus four and a half dogs last time they played the Pacers, by the way, and they won by 11. So they covered and won straight up. They lost to Orlando by nine, and then Indiana uh, lost to the Nets by 10, uh, beat the Nets by 10, sorry, 118 to 108. They lost to the Pistons twice, once by two and once by nine, and they also already, of course, lost to Cleveland by 11. So they're one and three, and Cleveland looks to be two and two. So I like Cleveland there, plus seven and a half for sure. Houston at Brooklyn, Houston. Houston is minus three and a half. I'm leaning Houston in Brooklyn. Uh, I don't love Houston at all, but Brooklyn does look like shit. They're basically Kyrie Irving and a bunch of other guys. Uh, Houston, minus three and a half, leaning. Knicks at Boston. Boston is minus ten and a half. They open at minus ten. It's already moving. 72% on Boston. Uh, I love Boston, but I can't. uh, Ten and a half is a lot to lay, even in Boston. Um, Boston's definitely going to win 100%. Ten and a half is a lot, though. To win by 11 and the more is a lot. Um, so I'm leaning Boston heavily. 82%. By the way, is on the Knicks money line plus 445. That's not a bad bet. I'm probably not gonna take this bet. Don't recommend you play this game either. Let it go. Even though I love Boston, Detroit at Chicago. Chicago minus three and a half. I don't have a play here. I don't even have a lean on this one. I have no idea. Lakers at Dallas. Lakers are minus one and a half. I don't hate Dallas here. Minus one and a half or money line. Money line either way. Uh, this will be a two-point or more game either way. 92% of the public, by the way, is on the Lakers. Minus 120 money line. Open at minus 127. 78% on the spread. Spread open at minus two. Lakers down to minus one and a half. So the books are getting worried. They're trying to trick it, make it overthink it. Dallas has been great this year. Again, I don't have a play on that, especially with the line movement. Utah at Sacramento. How do you not bet against Sacramento at this point? They're 0-5. I believe Utah already whooped on them. I'm pretty sure. Let me check that. Yep. Uh, Utah already beat them. 113 81 So that's 22 points. Uh, Utah was minus 9 in that game. Utah is minus 5.5 currently in Sacramento. Once again, another game I don't have a play on. However, Utah's look great. Utah was minus 7 favorites versus the Clippers. Granted, they were without Kawhi. They went by 14. Uh, They beat an impressive-looking Suns team by one, minus five favorites. They beat the Kings by uh, 22, like I said. And they lost to the Lakers by nine, as plus three and a half dogs. Sacramento has lost every game they played. Uh, They lost to Charlotte uh, by seven, uh, as 7.5 favorites by the way They lost on Nuggets Who are like Fuck don't get me started uh-huh. By 15 Or 16 17 actually They lost some Nuggets by They already lost the Jazz Like I said And they lost to Portland So they played a bunch of good teams so far I do not have a play uh, Sacramento was supposed to be good this year They look like shit Spurs at Golden State Spurs are currently minus 6 They open at minus 4.5 so 87% of the public is on the Spurs uh, Understandably How do you not bet against the Warriors here Even at minus six, go ahead and buy the Spurs to minus five and a half. By the time you hear this and wake up in the morning, it'll probably be minus seven, minus eight if I had to guess. It's just going to keep moving. Uh, Take the Spurs ASAP, I would say on that. Uh, I like the Spurs all the way up to minus 11 and a half, minus 12 here, in my opinion, to be honest with you. So jump on the Spurs with confidence. Um, Yeah, jump on the Spurs with confidence. Fuck it. Golden State looks like shit with Curry. Now they don't have Curry. How do you not? Only thing that worries me is the Spurs played uh, tonight. So they're on back-to-back games. They were in Los Angeles. And now they got to travel back. Uh, they only have to go up north of a couple hundred miles to Golden State. Uh, so that shouldn't harm them too much. And minus six is not a lot in Golden State. They should cover this easily. That's my favorite better in the NBA for sure. That's one I'm definitely going to take. Uh, college football. We'll talk Saturday uh, with Matt at Jersey Bay Betting. I'm staying away from uh, the NHL, but I do like the Islanders at home always, even though they're playing Tampa. I love the Islanders at home, by the way. Take that if you want. Philly at New Jersey. I got nothing, but I'm leaning Philly. Buffalo at Washington. I'm, both those teams fuck me over and over again, but I would lean Buffalo because of the price only. Uh, Buffalo is currently at plus 156. I like that. Washington minus 173. Columbus at St. Louis. I don't have a play for you there. Dallas at Colorado. Don't have a play for you there. Vancouver at Anaheim. I do like Anaheim at home. I say 50/50 on Anaheim moneyline. Anaheim minus one and a half. Tread lightly on that one though. I'm not sure about it. Vancouver is pretty good. And that's pretty much it. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the picks. I hope you guys win tonight. Eat, 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 Let's eat together. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Listen tomorrow, Saturday, uh, with at Betting. My boy, Matt, will be on talking college football and other stuff. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at J-A-D-U-L-A-N-I-E, J-D Sports Picks, jd.pro11 at gmail.com, and send in a voice message for the show, you guys. Peace out. Love you. Thanks for listening. All right, you guys, I'm back real quick with a little extra bonus segment. Why not? Um, I was about to publish this episode, actually, like literally about to hit publish, and uh, I said, fuck it. Let's talk for another 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever. Anyway, really the main point I want to get across to you guys is something... (laughs) There's a fucking, I'm right by the, I'm right in this back little office space here, and slash garage, slash whatever the fuck, it's got a TV and the couch and all that shit, I told you about it before, but right outside the door, it's super windy in New York City, North Jersey right now, it's getting cooler, it keeps happening, it's been happening like every fucking 10 to 15 minutes for like 2 to 5 seconds max. It just happened like fucking three times in 30 seconds for a, way longer than five seconds each. But it's super windy. There's a fucking empty soda can or beer can whatever the fuck outside of the door. And it's all I can hear is the wind blowing up back and forth. I'm, I'm curious to see if it comes up on the audio anyway. What I want to say uh, first off and most importantly, something I say often to you guys, but not often enough. I feel like sometimes and uh, I want you guys to know it. I just uh I appreciate you guys. I love you guys listening. It makes me uh makes me really happy to see the numbers continue to grow and to 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 surpass honestly any numbers that I could have ever hoped for or even thought of. So that's really cool. Um I love getting DMs with positive feedback. I love getting any kind of messages. I love getting new followers on Twitter. Not because I give a shit about how many followers I have, but that's one more person i know is listening to the podcast and uh get something out of it like if you listen to an episode or two and you don't come back cuz you don't like me you don't like the content that's cool but uh if i had to guess i'd say like 80 to 90% of the first time listeners come back for at least another few episodes if not become you know loyal consistently daily listeners and that's really cool man i appreciate it i love you guys and honestly if the if the numbers didn't increase from where they were four months ago and uh like where it's at right now i'm happy with to be honest with you but i still see a lot of room for growth and improvement in both the numbers and the and the content and the show like i'm still working on uh the actual structure of the show and uh getting new and better guests on and uh changing the setup with new interviews, new styles. Uh, But for now, this structure works, and I'm going to continue doing it unless I think of something better or I get enough feedback to do something else. Like, what I've noticed is, for sure, one of uh, the main things that I've learned is uh, a lot of you guys, and I also get a lot of new listeners, on the advice episodes, the betting advice episodes. Now, I don't know if that's because, A, um it's one of those episodes you can listen to whenever as opposed to just a, a pick a pick released show episode where if you don't listen that day and get the picks, you know, in your head and then tail or fade whatever the fuck you do with the information uh if you don't listen that day you pretty much missed out. So, I feel like maybe part of the reason is because there's guys listening to those episodes want to Three days later, a week later, a month later, whatever, because the information is still relevant uh, whenever you listen to it. I think the other part of the reason is it's good content, and you know even if you have too much ego and pride to say it, uh, a lot of people a lot of betters especially the good ones, no matter how much you know as a sports better, you can always learn something new and I found you can even learn something new from guys that you know I've been betting for over twenty years. I find that I can learn some of the best new ideas, strategies, and angles from, you know, some guys that have been betting for fucking two months. You know, just getting a set of fresh eyes on something can sometimes mean the difference between a win and a loss, so that's important. Uh, The other thing with that, um, for sure, uh, things. Two of the top five episodes, number one, number three, most uh, listened to and downloaded episodes were betting advice slash picks episodes. One of them was was a storytelling uh, episode slash picks. One of them is a straight picks um, episode with a little bit more talk like this one. And the number two episode is the first time I had Matt on, my first and only guest at Jersey Way Betting. So that gives me a little bit of info. Um, And it's cool man I get a lot of stats You'd be surprised Of how detailed uh, The stats can get You know like I can see literally Like what kind of phone You guys are using Uh, Like literally Like you have an iPhone XR You have a fucking uh, Samsung Galaxy S10 Whatever You know I see that Um, I see what kind of Operating system you have So you know I guess somehow You can run like uh, A different Operating system You know Other than Android Uh, on a samsung i don't know if that's true uh but whatever i might be wrong on that uh i can see where you guys listen to all the way down to the fucking city like i can see uh basically i can see like what country you're in then i click that i can see uh if you're in the united what state you're in or what like region or fucking uh what's the other word territory whatever the hell you're in then I click that, and in the United States anyway, I'll use that as an example, I can see what city you're in, so like, or region, or whatever the fuck, so there's like f- three or four levels to that, which is cool. So I can pinpoint it literally to like not only a general location, but within fucking a couple hundred miles of where you're actually located, which is kind of cool, I think. Um, what other info do I get from it? And then I'm going to talk about some NBA and get the fuck out of here. Um, but yeah, the the, the, the the information I get on the listeners uh, And the numbers is, is super detailed And the cool part is too uh, The Anchor app that I use for most of the podcast uh, uh, Recording and all that good stuff uh, What it does is uh, For all like 13 or 14 or 15 platforms That the show is available on It takes most of those platform stats And puts it all into one thing uh, There's a couple platforms that they can't do that for for whatever reason, but I have access to, like, to like uh, Apple Podcasts. I can sign in, and I could see data directly from the Apple uh, Podcasts uh, listens specifically, so that's cool. Uh, I would have to say uh, probably 65 to 80%. I can't really pinpoint it. Uh, of you guys have iPhones, listen on iPhones. Uh, a couple of you guys listen on Google. That's not popular. I see if you listen to it on Alexa. I see if you listen to... Uh, on the iTunes desktop, um, whatever, um, I don't know, I just wanted to say I think it's really cool, um, what else was, alright, let's get into some NBA action and get the fuck out of here, Uh, I already spoke for way longer than I wanted to, uh, by the way, my face ID has not been working spectacularly lately, alright, so, uh, I'm gonna give you the current rankings in my opinion, uh, versus the actual rankings for now, so in the Eastern Conference, uh, you guys know what I had originally. The top four is still the top four, but they kind of flip-flopped quite a bit. Uh, I got a new sixth, and uh, I'll stop there probably if I even get there. So first in the East, uh, I got to put the Celtics. Uh, I got to put the Celtics. Celtics lost to the Bucks, but they also beat them, and that's their only loss. Uh, is that right? I think that's right. Let me just make sure on that. Let me just make sure on that. Boston three and one. Oh, and they beat Toronto too. Don't forget, but they did lose to Philly. However, I'm gonna go ahead and put Boston on top at the number one spot above Philly. It was the first game of the season. I feel like Boston wasn't really prepared fully and ready to go. Uh, since then they've adjusted, and uh, not only did have they won straight up, but they covered every game. So, just a little bit of the schedule. Uh, They lost to Philly in Game 1, 107-93, 14-point loss. That's plus six dogs. By the way, three out of the four games went under. So, the under in the Boston game seems like a pretty decent pick. The last game versus the Bucks went under by 13 points. Uh, Against the Knicks, it went under by fucking two, three, by six. Toronto game went over. Uh, by five, and the Sixers game stayed under by fifteen. So the under in the in the Boston game seems to be trending towards the under. Uh, so yeah, Boston is gonna be number one for me. I gotta put Philly number two now. Philly was my number four in the beginning of the season. I was worried about their defense. Uh, after watching them play a few games now, they seem bigger, longer, and stronger than I ever expected. Uh, they seem to play well together. Their defense has improved, uh, especially Ben Simmons. I was definitely worried about their defense, but uh, after watching them, I got to put them up there at number two. They're just behind Boston because Boston has just looked fantastic after that first game loss, so yeah, baby. I like that. I like that that one-two for sure. Boston and Philly, uh, I don't think anybody can argue that, and if you do, I'd love to hear your arguments on that. Uh, as far as Philly is number two, um, they are four and zero if I'm not mistaken. No, that can't be right. Yeah, they are. They're four and zero. That's my bad. Yeah. So they beat Boston, uh, and then played some real lesser competition. Uh, Detroit, Atlanta, and the Timberwolves, who are not a bad team, who they smoked. So it's gonna be interesting with them beat out. Uh, by the way. 3 out of the 4 games uh, that the uh, Philly uh, Sixers I played have stayed under. So, yeah, Philly and Boston under seem like a good play. If you bet 100 bucks, 110 to win 100 on uh, the under on all four of those games, uh, you're up 290 right now or like two, yeah, 290, right? You would win 400, you lose 110 at yeah, 290. Not bad. Uh so yeah, they beat the Timberwolves uh by uh, a lot. 12 12- 22. They beat Atlanta by 2, worrisome. They lost that they uh, 3 and 4 uh, 3 and 1 against the spread while Boston is 4 and 0. Oh, don't forget. Uh oh, I'm sorry, no. Boston can't be 4 and 0 oh, cuz they lost to the Philadelphia Phillies. Whatever I said they were. Uh they beat Boston by a lot of the first game like I said. They won by 14. Uh, the game stayed under by 15 like I said. They beat the Pistons by 6 as minus 4 uh, favorites. That game stayed under uh, went over. Uh, by fucking, I don't know 15 or so, 14 and a half it was and a half uh, They beat Atlanta by 2 As minus 6 and a half dollars. They uh, didn't cover that one It stayed under the 221 Uh, By 13 And they beat the Timberwolves by 22 as minus 7 favorites It stayed under the 222 Uh, By fucking, I don't know, whatever uh, 5 15 It looks like they're pushed 117 plus 95 is 222, isn't it? Or am I bugging? Because 5 would be 100. Mine, oh no, that's. Wait, what? Yeah, that's fucking. That's 222. It pushed, but it has a list that is under. It looks like it pushed against the wolves. 117 plus 95. We'll say. We'll raise the 95 to 100. We'll minus 5 for the 117. That's 112. 112 plus. Oh no, it's two twelve, not two twenty two. Okay, so it stayed under by ten. So yeah, Philly and Boston unders look good. Then the three and four spots. Um, I have to put the Raptors at the three spot at uh, four and one. By the way, the Sixers are four and zero, oh, Heat are four and one, Raptors are four and one, Celtics are three and one. Uh, they played one less game, and the Bucks are two and two. Uh, then below them you have uh, two more teams, two and two, Cavs and Magic. Surprising, the Cavs are there. And then you got uh three teams at two and three. Basically played an extra game. Uh Hawks, Hornets, and Pistons. Uh, and then you got the one and three and one and four teams, Pacers, Wizards, Nets, Knicks, and Bulls. So yeah, my first four, Boston, Philly, Toronto, Bucks. Gotta put the Heat at number five. They're four and one. Haven't played a fantastic competition yet, so we'll see what they're made of soon. I think they lose their next two, uh, playing Houston, I believe, next. Um, If that's not their next game. Oh, by the way, the Sixers are going to be tested soon by Portland, by the way, especially without Embiid. That'll be on the second. Uh, So, yeah, that's my top teams in the East, for sure. No doubt about it, 100%. After the top five, after the Heat, um, I would have to say the Magic. They look pretty good. Uh, Trey Young plays, I have to say the Hawks. Uh, I gotta say the Hornets. The Hornets are up there above Cleveland. I would have to say Cleveland uh, is down after the Hornets. I would put the Hornets above the Hawks as well, right below the Magic. Uh, then the Pistons and the uh, Wizards. Maybe Wizards above the Pistons. That's close. Wizards may be. Wizards might be. Honestly, it might be fucking Boston, Philly, uh, Toronto, Milwaukee, Miami. It might be the Wizards after Miami, but they're 1-3, so that's stopping me. I'm hesitant about that, but they've looked great. Uh, I, I They don't have a great team. They got Bradley Beal, and go ahead, name another team. They play Minnesota next. Should be interesting. Uh, Minnesota, like I said, only lost to Philly so far. They beat the Nets, Hornets, and Heat. Um, and Washington lost to the Rockets, the Spurs by two, the Rockets by one. So they, by the way, Washington um is four and zero against the spread so far. Uh, they lost to Minnesota by eight. They were plus nine. They lost to o- uh, They beat OKC by nine. They were plus eight and a half dogs. Uh, they lost to the Spurs by two is plus eleven and a half dogs, and they beat. Uh, they lost to the Rockets by one is plus eight dogs. Uh, two and two on the over unders, and two and two over unders. That's Minnesota. Doesn't matter. So that's it for the East Coast. On the West Coast, by the way, that's interesting that the fucking Wizards are four and zero against the spread, isn't it? I like it. I bet one of those games. I wish I bet all four. Uh, in the Western Conference, this is really tough. Um, it's early. Got to put the Clippers up there, number one, number f- at four and two. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say fucking put the Lakers at number two at three and one. Uh, the Nuggets are dropped out of the top eight. They were top five recently. Timberwolves dropped out of the top five uh, running. They're probably six. So one, two. Clippers, Lakers still. How You can't really go against it. I would have to put Portland three at three and two. Um, I have to put Dallas at three and one at four. And I got to put the Spurs at five. I got to put the Spurs there. Then I would say, uh, I would have to say, uh, damn, it's tough after those five. It's tough. At six, I would have to put fucking, I don't know. Nuggets before tonight. Who else is there, man? I would say Kings if they weren't zero and five and look like shit. It's tough. Got the Timberwolves. Uh, you got oh the Rockets. I'll put five or six, whatever we're up to. Got to with that with those with that duo that dynamic duo. Did I say Utah? Uh, it's Clippers Lakers one and two. Three. I gotta put Utah. No. Three, I got to put Portland. So yeah, sorry. Clippers, Lakers, Trailblazers, Utah Jazz, Spurs. That's the top five. Then you got... It's so hard to put a 1-4 team in the top ten, but I got to say the Thunder. I think they'll rebound here. Uh, I got to put the Timberwolves after them, even though with that bad loss. Got to put the Suns up there somewhere, Right? Got to eventually list the Nuggets. I mean, the Nuggets, yeah. Uh, In last place in the West, I'm going to say the fucking uh, Warriors. How crazy is that? Warriors, one of the worst teams in the league. Grizzlies. uh, Pelicans. That's pretty much it. Suns have looked good. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Overall, I would say Boston, number one. No, I would say Clippers, number one. Boston, number two. Sixers, number three. Lakers, number four. I'm high on Portland. Portland number five. Jazz number six. After that's tough. Wizards seven. I don't know. Anyway, have a good night, guys. I think I might have left Toronto off of that. uh, All NBA top ten. Doesn't matter. Uh, I'll update that soon. Damn, 18 minutes already. Sorry, guys. Love you. Have a great day. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the picks. I hope you win. I hope we win. Eat together. Okay, a good, good luck, audience. Now that you've already heard the, 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 the long version of this, essentially, if you guys want to join a picks selling service, it's verified by me. It's vouched for or by me. I met the people who run it. I love it. I've been following them for seven weeks now. They have not lost one week. They went one week, six, and five. Uh, their picks are guaranteed. You will speak to them about that. Uh, they're $150 per week for the college football picks, 11 picks minimum and for locky lock listeners for the first one or two times i'm trying to get them to do it for at least the first five times it's only one hundred dollars um it started at 250 Um, i got them down i said i'm not charging anybody from my podcast who i love that much money uh they said 150 but uh if you're giving them the first uh week fifty dollars off do it for a hundred for them I said okay, I'm gonna get them to do like the next two, three, four, five. Trust me, I got this. I got you guys, baby. Don't worry. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great deal. Um, and at least give it a shot one week, trust me. This week they killed it. Um just insane. Just insane. Nine and two, eight and three, nine and two, ten and one. Six and five, seven and four. I mean, just ridiculous. So, you want anything more ma- more information about that? Send me a DM and I'll send you in the right direction. Okay? Love you guys. Sorry about this. I hate pick selling um, companies and services. But this is the best one i ever found. And I love them and I trust them. And I recommend them. So, have a great night. I don't know why I'm saying that because this is an advertisement. <laughs> I love you guys. I'm half a retard sometimes. Give them a shot. And if not, listen, man, no harm done. But what are you missing out, bro? What's $100? bucks? i have won you guys thousands. Give them 100 bucks, See what happens. If you lose, they give you the 50 bucks back and they give you another weekend. You can't lose. There's no way you can lose this. Love it. Join.